On today's show, it's time to look ahead to Monday's action in the NBA and what I am watching for Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lord and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free, available on all platforms, and make sure you are also checking out your favorite team. Maybe it is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, so you can uh, listen about how my boy uh, Josh Giddy went today. But let's talk about what we're watching for for Monday across the NBA. Um, let's start with the first game of the day, the Bucks and the Pacers. Drew Holiday is doubtful. Brooke Lopez is out. Bobby Portis was off the injury report, and now he's back on it as questionable. So we're still going to be paying attention to what Grayson Allen can do. He was really good in the first game and has struggled ever since. So what are we expecting from Grayson moving forward? I think he still has some short-term value in 12-team leagues. It's not going to last. And same with Pat Connaughton, who, again, I think is more of a streamer or a 14-team league guy versus a must-roster, must-hold 12-team league player. On the Pacers side of things, they're playing overtime games every game, but they're also playing just a ton of minutes to their starters. Chris Duarte is one of those starters. I'm more intrigued to see what his playing time looks like versus TJ McConnell, uh, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb. He was really, really good in the first game. He has dropped off just a little bit in terms of the shooting, which was always going to happen. But he is and remains a must-roster player. So I want to watch how he looks. And I also want to see Miles Turner. Shit game, great game, shit game. Foul trouble did limit him in that third game. Um, but which one's the real Miles Turner? Or how? Which, which one's the real indication of how Rick Carlisle likes Miles Turner? Does he think he's a 29-minute-a-night guy? 34 minutes like the other? 35 minutes like the other starters? Or is he in that lower range? without foul trouble. That's really key for me to see where Turner's value is going to sit. The Celtics and the Hornets is the back-to-back for Boston. We expect Al Horford to play. We don't know about Jalen Brown. I think Brown might play in this one, um, coming off that knee injury that saw him out on Sunday. Horford has looked awesome. He's looked spry. They're playing him a lot with Grant Williams in that, or in, they did in that game against the Rockets. That's really intriguing. Horford's absolutely a must-roster player. And let's see how he looks in the back-to-back and how they utilize him. Well, Jason Tatum, first couple of games were pretty slow. I thought he was pretty good. Actually, he was really good. He scored like 21st half points against the Rockets, ended with over 30. Looked pretty strong in that game. So let's see, he, see how he goes there. While the Hornets, 3-0, off beating the Nets. Kelly Oubre, Struggled against Brooklyn. The shot wasn't really there. So let's see what his role is, especially if Terry Rozier isn't playing. While well, Miles Bridges is blowing up. Now, the usage and the minutes are high. His shooting numbers are through the roof. But to be honest, they're not that different to what they were last season. He's at like 44% from three and 60% from two. And I think he was at 40 and 58 last year. So he's got um, real, like, actual, legitimate top 50 potential. Can he keep that rolling? I'm more interested to what the usage looks like and what the minutes look like versus those percentages, which can fluctuate quite a bit, as we are well aware. The next game we look at is the Pistons and the Hawks. Killian Hayes looks dreadful. I don't understand the point of benching him so that an equally dreadful point guard in Corey Joseph can play. If you're going to bench Killian Hayes, which his play absolutely justifies, right? put Saban Lee in there. At least develop somebody. But if you're losing 
and then your backup is shit house and old in Corey Joseph, then don't do it. Play Killian. No problem. Drop Killian Hayes in all 12, 10 leagues. I've got no problem with that, but I want to see if he can at least do something that makes me go, oh, that's what I actually thought of him coming into the league. Can he do something? And then um, Alf Stewart. He's struggling as well. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Um, yeah, look, it hasn't been great for Stewart. Again, the Casey rotation stuff is very frustrating with Isaiah Stewart, um, but I'm still holding pretty clearly. It's a bit of a buy-low scenario, but let's hope that he can push up and get 28 minutes. Well, for the Hawks, Cam Reddish. Super high usage, but more interesting to me, he played 27 minutes off the bench last game, um, yeah, equaling the playing time of Bogdan Bogdanovich. He won't continue, I guarantee you, to shoot at like 60 plus percent from three, which he currently is doing. That is going to come down. But let's see how his minutes look in comparison to Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is struggling a little bit at the moment to find that sort of playing time and the shooting that held him in such good stead last season. It was always going to be a struggle for that to continue this year, but it is uh, it is struggling. We're just not getting that from him at the moment, which again is, uh, is not altogether that surprising. Guys, prize picks. I've got to tell you about it. I reckon you're going to love it. It is DFS, like you haven't really seen it before, Daily Fantasy. Price Picks is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Offers more props than any other DFS prop operator from all the superstars, but also your bench blokes, the guys that are playing limited minutes. What you do is you get four to five players, whatever props it is, assists, rebounds, points, threes. You can choose the over-under on those. It's just you versus the line that gets set. Pick four or five of those, chuck them into a lineup, and you can win 10 times your entry free. And you don't have to keep it just to basketball. You can do multi-sport prize picks, lineups, baseball, hockey, football, whatever else you want to throw in there. Combine them all together, and you can win some money. It's very easy to play. You can get a lineup done in under 60 seconds using their app or using the website. And safe and fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com. Use our promo code NBA, and you can get a 100% instant match deposit for up to 100%. Or you can just download the app and chuck that info straight in there as well. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This might be a familiar problem for you. You've got your one device to watch sports live. You've got your other shows that you log in to watch something else. You've got your highlights and you chuck them on your phone. And then you've got someone else's login to watch all of the other shows that you want. It's just, it's all over the place. There's too much going on. Too many remotes, too many devices, too much stuff going on. I want to tell you about an easy way to get all of your favorites together in one place like never before. It is called Direct TV Stream. With Direct TV Stream, it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites in one place like never before. So you can get your TV together finally and watch your sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can find out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Let's go on to the next game now. We're looking at the Wizards and the Nets. No Rui Hachimura again. So we are going to see Kyle Kuzma get another start. We do expect Bradley Beal to play. He is officially listed as questionable. So Beal should be coming in um, and, and playing. And that obviously had somewhat of an impact on Kuzma's big game last time out. So let's see how he looks here. Well, Dan Gafford, the minutes have been low. I, I just want him to get 22 minutes. Right, the rebounds have been non-existent too. I think that can push up. I am absolutely 100% holding Gafford, but I want to see how he, they use him and how he actually looks in this matchup. Blake Griffin didn't play for the Nets on Sunday on a back-to-back. -back. I expect him to play, but I also want to see whether that means LaMarcus Aldridge sits out. And then I also want to watch Kevin Durant, who's been unbelievably good. I want to sort of 
I guess contrast that to how James Harden has been. Harden's percentages are in the toilet. His usage is much lower than KD's. Um, Durant's looking great. Harden's looking a little bit sluggish. So let's pay some attention to Durant by also having a look to see if Harden can get some stuff back on track in this game. It would be awesome if he could. The Bulls and the Raptors. Alex Caruso is looking awesome. He's basically a starter on this team. Even though he comes off the bench, he closes the games as they take Patrick Williams out. He's getting really nice defensive numbers. It's hard to rely upon him for much more than just those um, defensive numbers, but he's an excellent stream guy, and I want to see if they continue to push those minutes in. How he looks when Kobe White returns is going to be interesting, but I'd like to see him play more than Patrick Williams here. And then Lonzo Ball, he is racking up defensive stats. They are through the roof. The assists aren't great, but he's blocking shots. He's getting steals. He's getting rebounds. He's fitting in amazingly. He looks great. Honestly, if he ends up the season as a top 20 player, it's not going to be a gigantic surprise to me. Well, for the Raptors, the Precious Achua and Chris Boucher situation, I want to watch. Achua's minutes have been going up every game. Boucher's were horrendous last game. Nick Nurse called him out. Nick Nurse does not like this guy as a player. He doesn't, or he doesn't, no, he doesn't like him as a player. He doesn't trust him to give him huge minutes. Yeah, I, I believe in a 10-team league, I'll drop Boucher no problem. In a 12-team league, in a points league, get him out of here. In a category league, I consider it as well. Now, I'm not saying that Achua is going to be a must-roster player, but I'd, I'd give him the try. You're going to play 30 minutes and get a double-double, block a shot, maybe have some good field goal percentages. enough value in that. So I, I want to watch how the Achua... Boucher, um, Birch combination works. How that's all impacted by Siakam coming back, I've got no idea, but I want to see how it looks in this one. The Magic and the Heat, Jalen Suggs. That hasn't been a great start to Jalen Suggs' career. He's a little bit all over the place. I'm still holding him, for sure. He was pretty, he was okay, I guess, against the Knicks on Sunday. And then Wendell Carter Jr., how those minutes go. I imagine that Trumer Kiki will be out once more, so Carter and Bumble will start together. I've been impressed with Carter. You know that I've always liked him as a player. Um... I'm a bit worried about how they utilize him and Bumba once those guys come back, but let's see how he looks. He's had that one stinker to start the year, and the other games have been pretty solid for Wendell. For the Heat, let's look at Tyler Hero. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. His usage is absolutely through the roof at the moment putting together some really, really big performances, and it's turning into great fantasy value. I don't know whether the efficiency and that usage combination can continue. I, I doubt that it can, but he's looked awesome. And then I also watch Bam Adebayo, who is being more aggressive on offense. We haven't seen the assists come, even with Kyle Lowry out, and I think we can almost write them off at this point. Not 100%, but they're not going to be at the same level as last year. But will he still have that level of aggression in his shooting and in his offense that we've seen through the first couple of games? I think that's pretty key. Uh, pretty key for me to look at. The next game we look at is the Pelicans and the Wolves. Herb Jones, I imagine, gets another start. Oh, no, actually, that's not true because we, we don't know about Josh the Hitman Hart. Hart is listed as questionable. Do they put Hart back in there or do they start with Herb Jones? Regardless, I want to see what Jones' role is because is he going to just go out of the rotation or is he going to take Najee Marshall's minutes? Is he going to cut into Trey Murphy's minutes as a guy that's been starting in Hart's absence? And then Devontae Graham, who I think has been solid enough in most of the games. I think his last game was pretty poor, but he's been solid enough as a back-end guy. I'm still holding him as a 12-team league player, but him and Alexander Walker, who's been excellent, by the way, are working okay as that backcourt, despite the fact that you know, the Pelicans haven't won a game yet, which you know, you'd probably want them to do pretty soon. For the Cavs and the Nuggets, all eyes for me are on Evan Mobley. He looks awesome. Yeah, I've said this a million times, maybe not a million times, but um, yeah, I, I want him to, I think he's going to be a top 20 player in the future. It might, no, it won't come this year, but maybe a top 50 player this year. That's a possibility. He's blocking shots, he's passing, he's rebounding, he's scoring. Um, hopefully we can get some solid efficiency throughout the year. He's been pretty good so far. 
I just want to see him play. He just looks awesome out there. And then Colin Sexton, I want to watch him from a different reason. It's been a struggle. We know that he lacks threes, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. But if he's not playing 35 minutes and getting high usage, which he hasn't been most games, then the value goes in the dunny. Like it's... <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe I just said dunny. Does anyone in America know what a dunny is? It's a toilet. It's a, it's a, it's a washroom. It's a washroom. Um, a toilet, yeah. It's been in the toilet. It's been in the shitter. He's been really like... It's been in the thunderbox. He's been in real trouble so far. So I want to watch to see how he is prioritized in the Cavs' offense and whether they actually give him uh, opportunities to play or have the ball in his hands or have that usage get back up again. The Blazers and the Clippers. Um, there's no Norman Powell, so I expect Nasir Little to start. Does that mean that Larry Nance also gets a bump in minutes? It didn't really uh, eventualize that way last game when Powell was out at halftime. Little can be at least a 14-team streamer. He can be an interesting rebound streamer. I wouldn't say he's a 12-team must-roster. And I'm not sure that Nance is a 12-team league guy anyway, as I mentioned on that waiver wire show earlier today. So how that rotation looks with Little and Nance, and it gives a boost to Simons, and it gives a boost to Dennis Smith in deeper leagues as well. For the Clippers, all eyes on Eric Bledsoe. Steal rate is through the roof. Can he continue to steal at that high of a level? That's, I guess something of a question mark, but he's been awesome and he's a must-roster guy. Well, Isaiah Hartenstein, you know that I like this guy. You know that he can produce in minutes. Will they play him? I'd like to, honestly, just for the fun of it, I want Ty Luda to start him and play in 25 minutes. People would lose their minds at the numbers he puts up. He might not be good on the court, but they would lose their minds at what he does. So I want to see how they utilize Isaiah Hartenstein and how um, Eric Bledsoe looks from a uh, fantasy perspective. Guys, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You know that, I know that, but if you haven't tried them, why not? Go get some. Cookies and cream flavor, goat, chocolate, German chocolate, orange, strawberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, so many great flavors out there, but it's not just about the taste. It's also that they're good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs for Built Bar. You can get them now for 15% off by using the code LOCKED15 at Built.com. So head to Built.com and get yourself some Built Bars, the best tasting protein bar ever. You want parts for your car? Rock Auto is the place to go. Why would you go to a local chain auto parts store so they can charge you more? You have to waste your time talking to the bloke behind the counter. And then he's got to order them in anyway. Pfft, get out of here. Go to rockauto.com. Get yourself those parts that you need. Rock Auto is a family business who have been serving auto parts do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. You can save 30, 50, or even 100% uh, more. Or sorry, why would you spend 30 to 50, 100% more on these same products? Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet for your car. So go to rockauto.com, browse their catalog, check out all the parts you need for your car or truck, and in there, how did you hear about us box? Right, locked on. So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, now let's go on to the last game of, well, actually, no, we've done the last game of the day. Let's talk streamers for nine category leagues for uh, Monday's action. Nick Batum, interesting streamer. A couple of paces there, Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb. These guys are rostered in under 50% of leagues using our advanced metric. Cole Anthony off a huge game. Against the uh, against the Knicks on Sunday, he should be on a roster. Monty Morris is an interesting streamer. Grayson Allen, Franz Wagner. I actually think Wagner and Anthony are probably 12-team holds regardless. Um, and Alex Caruso is a very, very good stream for uh, nine cat leagues. If you're looking for deeper formats, Batum and Lamb are available in tons of spots. Contavious Caldwell-Pope can be an option. Harl Neto, especially if Beal is out. Corey Joseph, because his coach is a dickhead. Um, Trey Murphy. Patrick Beverly for steals and assists had a pretty interesting debut for the Wolves. And then Blake Griffin, who should return from that one-game rest to maybe provide some value. 
In points leagues, we're looking at uh, Precious Achua, Cole Anthony, Justin Holiday, Nick Batum, Jeremy Lamb, Terrence Mann, Franz Wagner, and Monty Morris. That'll do it for this show today, guys. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube. Thumb it up, leave a comment, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.